Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about how we diagnose AC joint pain, if it's legally acceptable for a personal trainer to be doing instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization, and any advice we may give a physical therapist that wants to open a performance center in their clinic. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm up here at Boston. No, at, I'm in Boston at, at Champion, Champion yeah. PT and Performance, right? I'm here with Lenny McCreener, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Mike Scaduto. We are ready to roll for another episode, trying to uh, trying to get one more in today for us here. Our student extraordinaires. What's the plural of extraordinaire? Extraordinary. Extraordinary students. Our extraordinary students today. We have John Larue. Larue, Larue, Larue is on fire. <laughs> Actually, maybe it's not a nickname. Maybe it's a call to action. Like we do that. So we got Larue from Kelly Clarkson University up in upstate New York. Um, great, great place. We have Brooks Klein from Brooks UNLV. Brooks, we still haven't figured out a nickname. Klein. Brooksby Village. The hot Brooks. What are you talking about? <laughs> Is that a jiggle for a retirement home up in Beverly, Massachusetts? All right, Clyde, take it away. All right, first up, Jim from Portland, Oregon. I have heard Lenny mention AC oh, joint pathology younger athletes that included a finding superficial AC tenderness, especially those who did a lot of overhead pressing. How do you do the differential diagnosis for AC pain? Twitter rant. Love it. All right, so Len, he's talking about you. Do you want to ask for this? A good Dan Pope question, but yeah. how, how do we differential diagnose AC pain? Yeah, I mean, we see a, a decent amount, meaning like it's diagnosed incorrectly as like a rotator cuff impingement pathology, and then you start diving a little deeper into the history and the location of the pain, meaning the location is going to be more anteriorly. Is there a history of some kind of uh, AC joint sprain or uh, falling onto the shoulder, but that it, to me it comes down to palpation, it comes down to springing the joint, it comes down to maybe doing like an O'Brien's test where you're trying to rule out a labral pathology because it's just vague anterior pain. So they have pain, pain, then that could be an AC joint pathology as well. But to me, it's springing on the joint, it's local palpation to the joint. Do they have an injection that relieved their, their symptoms or an injection in the shoulder that didn't relieve their symptoms? And you're like, why did that not relieve their symptoms? So, yeah, we see that a lot too. Yeah. Injections or treatments on the shoulder that don't do anything. Right. Dan, what do you what do you do? Because he mentioned uh, specifically overhead press. So, yeah, um, what do you? How do you differential diagnose AC? Well, I, I guess it's two different things. Because when you overhead press, you can certainly hurt like a rotator cuff or subacromial impingement type thing. Um, usually for AC joint end range horizontal adduction, which is also a test for the the cuff, so that's a little tough. End range flexion could potentially bug people too, which again that could be cuff related. Um, also, a lot of times it's the injury that or the um, exercise that potentially 
irritated. So a lot of like wide grit bench press can irritate the AC joints, sometimes deep dip type stuff. Um, so more of overhead press, I would automatically start thinking more kind of rotator cuff pathology. Uh, the other thing is location. I'll just put my finger right on the AC joint and say, is this kind of the area that hurts? And I'll take them horizontally deduction, I'll take them overhead, and we'll feel right in that spot, you know? And a lot of times we'll say, no, it's not here. It's right down a little bit lower. And I think that's more indicative of a cuff pathology. Although, obviously, the, the burst and all that stuff is right underneath the acromion. Yeah, the other thing I've noticed a little bit with AC joint pathology is a lot of times it'll radiate a little bit more up into the neck area, whereas it seems like if you're dealing more with the rotator cuff impingement syndromes, it's a little bit more down the front of the bicep, down the front or the side of the shoulder. Um, but I that's would agree a little bit with more that. anecdotal. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, uh, baseball players have a decent amount of of issues with this at times, but I agree with that. I think it's that 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 anterior slip of the upper trap that attaches to like the distal clavicle by the AC joint. I think really, really like there's this referral kind of pain up there from that. I see that, but I mean, heck, I was gonna simplify this more. I don't, I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying this. AC joint pain hurts on the AC joint. Location, yeah. I mean, that's Tweeted. like like Dan. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, other things don't. I don't know. I actually think it's actually like fairly simple. Pretty to localized versus it's vague. Yeah, vague nah. or anterior. Yeah. I mean, it's like AC joint pain seems to be very local. So yeah. start with that. But I think you know, good other responses. So awesome, Larue, you on fire, buddy? Let's do it. Ryan from Iowa. I've had coaches at local gyms using gua sha tools on members to treat, help treat injuries and promote recovery, leading to bruising. Any recommendation on communication or other issues with scope of practice? All right, so probably personal trainers or strength coaches using instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization. But it's interesting. I wonder if gua sha can pass through this as something different because probably can't do gua sha either. But uh, legality, right? Does anybody? I'm, I, I don't want to. I don't want to overstep my uh, my legality boundaries here. But I'm pretty sure personal trainers and strength coaches cannot do soft tissue therapy, including instrument-assisted and gua sha. Am I wrong? I think so. so. Right, okay. So if if they're doing it, it's probably inappropriate. They're probably not only, uh, you know, stepping on toes of other professionals around them, they're definitely going beyond the scope of their practice, right? They're trying to actually make somebody feel better, right? Without a, you know, you know, proper background for that. So sounds like it's pretty inappropriate, right? So I don't know, what would you do if you uh, observe that? You're you're a personal trainer at at a gym and somebody else is doing it. What would you do? Tell your boss. What do you do? I feel like I would very professionally have yeah. a discussion with them. Like that's an easy way to offend somebody. You would personally, so you're a peer. I, if they're someone I work with, I would say so. But if it's just like I observe it while I'm working out, I probably go out of my way. I'd probably raise concern to their supervisor. But right. if it was someone I knew, like one of our coaches or somebody who's a friend of ours, I'd be like, hey, just let you know. I don't know if this is probably. But yeah. They're going to definitely probably get defensive. So you have yeah, to very right. tactfully. When did you learn that. it? Do you think we could be doing something like yeah. that if I was a a personal trainer yeah. talking to another person. Is this something you know, we, a lot of we should be doing, we could be doing? I don't, really I don't know somebody. the law, but can we do this? I'd like to hear the, the opinion yeah. and maybe try to chime in with Because I need I to know the know. contraindications, the certain like medical pathologies that affect that kind of response. Yeah, where not to do I mean, exactly. there's just so yeah. many reasons not to do it. But yeah, it may just be that the they don't understand. what they're doing. Yeah. If they do something and somebody gets an infection or something happens, they have some legality. kind of blood disorder, the legality, that's a big risk that they're taking. You may want to educate them they that they're taking that. a risk that they don't know about. I, I, you know? Maybe I'm being naive, and I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here and just say that perhaps they're just uneducated, yeah. right? And it's not, not like they're, like, trying to, like, you know, like, break the law or anything like that. It's not like they're doing it in private yeah, and hiding in a back room and rubbing a spoon against somebody, right? Like, they're, <laughs> you know, they're, uh, uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, uh, maybe they're, they're, I don't know. 
Yeah. Should we ask if they're from Chinese descent, though, and the gua sha is a normal thing that they... Yeah. See, because the gua sha is the other question. Cause, so if they're really doing gua sha, that means they're trying to heal their, you know, their uh, body through bloodletting, right? Which is a little bit different here. So I'm going to assume... We'll, we'll keep the discussion as soft as you mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so no, it's it's outside your scope of practice. You probably shouldn't do it. Phone a friend. Well, no, let me. You should not do it. <laughs> I should say you probably should. You should not do it. And you, as the person noticing this, you you should probably say something. Say something to your superior. It's not in the yeah. best interest of your client or that person mm-hmm. or the gym yeah, or yeah. the. It's not anybody's best interest, right? So, like, you know, I just wish as a profession that we all understood that and said it's much better. You're going to get much more success in life by referring that out to somebody instead of trying to tackle. That yourself, so awesome. So, all right, one more, right? Yeah, Brooks, last one. Brooks Klein. <laughs> Nothing's not Klein. BK, BK, Calvin Klein. BK, Calvin. All right, last one. What do we got? Brock from Ontario. Love the podcast. Really appreciate hearing your views on such a variety of topics within our field. My business partner and I are currently in the process of building a new and fairly large clinic and I hope to begin to expand into the performance end of things as well. In setting up your clinic, what are some of the things you are most pleased with and some you would change? All right, awesome. Well, all, right. So, all right, so PT clinic, PT clinic that wants, wants to add performance. What's uh, some advice? You want to start with that, Len, and then I don't know, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think you know we, we've evolved the past, what, three and a half years that we've been open. I think the biggest thing that I think we, I could say is just don't, overdo it start small get your basics in you don't have any clients so you don't know what the interest is going to be um get the basic amount of of equipment that you can get and grow with that and then figure out where you need to go from there you do not want to have a huge bill we did not you know you don't want to have huge loans you don't want to owe owe the bank all this money you don't want to have investors that uh, uh, have high expectations of you so start low and 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 then get your name out there because you're giving them a good product and you're giving them good customer service. That's the biggest thing I would, my, my advice would be is customer service. So I guess I would say a couple of things here because I think, and, and I'm basing this off how I think I'm seeing people failing at this in the market, right? So a lot of physical therapists want to add performance. That's a big thing, right? So I'd say the number one thing why a lot of them fail in my mind, I can't, I, I can't think of many that are, I know there's many out there that are successful, but like the majority of people I hear, they just never get to that critical level. They never pop like like they think they're going to. I think the first mistake people make all the time is that they try to add fitness to their physical therapy clinic. And trust me, nobody wants to work out in an office building on the fourth floor with drop ceilings, with a curtain around the table behind you. I, nobody wants to work out in that environment. So you might get some of your patients trickling into this weird like transitional kind of program, but nobody's gonna like join your gym and, and, and do like a performance program like on a carpet, like on the fourth floor, right? Like I just, I, I, it's, I, I don't see that's happening. So one of the biggest things we did is we built a gym and added PT to it. I think that's a big thing. We're, we're in an industrial park in a huge warehouse. I don't even know how tall our ceilings are. What are those like? 30 feet? 350. So, let me put it this way. I'm looking at the ceiling outside the gym right now. So you, you can see my plane. I mean, I, 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 we, we built a gym. 
right? And added PT to it. So it's a completely different vibe. So I'd say that's number one. And then the same thing, just because you're a physical therapist doesn't mean you're going to build a good performance program. We hired great strength coaches to come in here and help design, build this place, and, and, and perform the programs, not physical therapists, right? And I think it's great that we're all working together, and I think we're a better team and we're a better facility because we're collaborating on that. But I think, again, a physical therapist trying to say, like, well, I'm going to build a great performance program, it's just not going to work. I just I don't know. It's, it's going to be a very, you're going to be a very uh, exceptionally gifted person that has the ability to really think of in all these different directions. But that's not the best use of your time anyway. You should be in the physical therapy side anyways. Hire good people to run the performance that are experts at the performance, right? So don't assume you know everything because you're a physical therapist. You don't. And there's better people out there in the strength and conditioning world that you could bring in to be part of your team. And I think they do a much better job. So I'd say I, I, that, that would be my two biggest tips of advice. And I think if you don't do that, I think your chances of success are going to go down. I don't, I don't think it's going to be as good. So everybody's trying to do that, but I think... Um, I think that's why I'm seeing a lot of people struggle getting people in the doors because of those two reasons. So, um, I don't know, you guys, before we finish, I mean, you guys work in other environments. Anything, anything else like that you've noticed that we do different here that maybe yeah, makes champion work? I would just say that people tend to be a champion very open to working with each other and handing off when they think that they're not suited for that department. You know, I, on a weekly basis, we'll get to a point in a program of rehab where I'm like, well, I wonder if like the strength coaches are better to take over here, like for an advanced ACL or something like that, or just like with like some of the, like the low back pain patients post fracture get into like power and agility work. I'm like, oh, like what do you think? And, you know, Kiefer was showing me a bunch of med ball stuff. I'm like, that would probably fit better. So we'll do that. But he taught me that. I didn't know that before. So right, just being so, a so humble. collaborate, build a good team. I would say at the very least, because I I've been to a lot of clinics that call themselves sports medicine clinics and they'll have like a six pound dumbbells the heaviest thing that they have right so at the very least maybe a barbell with a couple weights that are above six and then just learn some real basic right i feel like it's not sports medicine whatsoever but still if they do that then that's not going to turn into a thriving performance yeah. right yeah. now you have the token barbell uh, starter kit from perform better Right, that has how much weights on there? I forget how it is. It's like 135 pounds or something like that. Like total, like like of plates or something like that. Like you have the starter kit. Like I, I don't know. It's just I, I don't. I, I would much rather see you team up with a good performance place. Now, if you're building this mecca place, that's awesome. Just make it a performance center that has PT, not a PT place that has performance. So awesome. On that note, let's end it. We'll appreciate it, or we do appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. We had some struggles with, uh, or I had some struggles talking today. Still having struggles talking today. Uh, but thanks so much. Uh, head to MikeReynolds.com. Click on the podcast link. There's a nice form you can fill out to ask us questions, ask us anything you want. Sports PT, performance, business, dance, social life, anything yes. you guys want to talk about, we will answer it, especially the Dan stuff. But head over there. Go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, Spotify, everything. We can do. Uh, we, we can we can get you on a lot of different platforms now. We're multi-dimensional platforms on, on the podcast. So, thanks so much, guys, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to mikerinell.com/podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. 
And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.